Welcome back to Grab the Coffee Podcast, and today we have a very special guest, my mom, who obviously has impacted my life a lot and is one of my biggest role models. So, mom, the first question for you, if you could go back to a time in your life and give yourself advice, what advice would you give yourself? I think it would be probably in my eighth grade year, that era. Um, In seventh grade, my best friend was killed. And at that time, I just didn't have the ability or the skills to process it well. Mm-hmm. And so I just tried to pretend like everything was okay. And um, and I would go back and tell myself it's okay to grieve. It's okay mm-hmm. to have pain, experience pain. Um, I didn't want others to feel sad because I felt so sad, so I just mm-hmm. pretended. Um, and then it led to anorexia and it led to some other stuff. And so... Yeah, that's probably the. It's crazy how when we don't want to burden others, mm-hmm. we frequently like have to put on a front that actually ends up hurting people more. Correct. Because exactly. we're burdening them in other ways, mm-hmm. and we just, at a young age, I don't think we can comprehend that. Right. Yeah, because it just we act too too. Too aware. But not, but it's like a fake awareness too, because we're not actually aware of what people are thinking, but we want to, we think we know what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know my mom, you know she's one of the greatest listeners and like the go to person for advice. Like everyone always, they always tell me, like, oh, I always go to your mom, like, for advice. Like, she's the easiest person to talk to. She just listens so well. And she's also been known as a very, beautiful person too, which I could tell a funny story about, about one time when we were in a pizza parlor in Del Norte, Colorado, and a older man came up to my mom and I's table. It was just my mom and I, and you know, my mom had to nicely tell him, say, thank you, sir, but um, you're very kind, but you're welcome to leave. (laughs) So mom, what, if you were to give people tips on how to be a good listener and care for people well, because I think that's something you've always done really well is you you love people and you don't let although like it's okay to have pain you don't let people you don't let negativity overtake your life which I think is so easy to do to where you become pessimistic about the world just because of the trials you're going through so it's a two-part question one how do you what are your tips of how to be a good listener and two how has having an optimistic attitude towards life. Like, why is that important to you? Well, first, thank you for your kind words. That's really (laughs) sweet of you. Um, And I would say probably the number one piece of advice I would give is be aware of your thoughts of other people. Mm -hmm. Um, If in your mind you're thinking, I value this person, I care about this person, Mm -hmm. truly, and those are the thoughts you think, and when... You could have a thought about something else that's zeroing in on, I love this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they treat you poorly or say something they shouldn't or whatever is to be so quick to forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's huge, right? Mm-hmm. Because when we authentic, authentic, what's the word? Authentic, authentic. being authentic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, care about somebody then 
than our words and our, our questions and how we listen, it's real because mm -hmm. we truly care about them. So when you say like your questions, because I think that's something you've always been really good at. Like if you ask any of my siblings, our punishment as children was never ever like a standard punishment. It was getting a talk with my mom, like <laughs> a long talk. <laughs> and it was funny because if you ask each one of us had a different communication style with my mom, like my mom and I would just sit in a room and I would be silent. I was like, I'm not talking until I was there long enough that eventually we would start talking. Megan was always like a quick, like, just like, I'm so sorry. I think Josh would immediately like argue that he was right. Katie, I don't know. I don't know if she's old enough to like look back yet. She's still in that, that, those key years. But how do you ask questions? Like, cause I think so often people forget to listen because they're already preparing their own message. Mm. And I think something you've always done well is, and I think when you were working at West Ed, you always would be like, you just have to probe people. Like, how, how do you become a good question asker? You know, like, how do you probe people to like, okay, this is what you said. I'm listening so well that I can ask these questions and I'm not spending so much time planning my message that I forget to listen. I think you, one, listen for generalities and you listen for assumptions. Mm -hmm. um, we all do it, right? We all make assumptions. We all make these general statements like everyone and all and they, mm -hmm. them. And, and when we drill it down to what is it really, mm -hmm. um, where are those assumptions? Mm -hmm. What's the truth? versus what is my perception mm -hmm. and helping people to see that difference between hey is that the truth or is that just my perception mm -hmm. um you know because god helps us with that it's the holy spirit really that mm -hmm. that guides that questioning and um because he cares he knows mm -hmm. and so sometimes it's that and it goes back to that do you tr truly care do I authentically care about you? Mm -hmm. I now know that word, authenticity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think it's easy. I think it's kind of a selfish protection where we pre-plan our thing. Mm -hmm. And we just want to skip over what the other person has to say so that we sound good. Mm -hmm. You know, And I also think it's a fear thing. Like, you don't want the other person to think you're... Like, I don't know, because I know that's something I struggle with because... I mean, I just have always struggled, and we were talking about this yesterday. I've always struggled with those first couple questions of talking to people, mm -hmm. but realizing that, like, I don't have to have a perfect answer, and there's never a perfect, there's not a precise way to have a conversation. It's just about mm -hmm. talking and learning and caring. Well, and I think that's it, right? It's about caring versus winning. Mm -hmm. if, if we go into a conversation with the purpose being winning, it's probably not gonna be a great outcome. Yeah. And if our purpose for a conversation is maybe for me to learn or to understand where this person is coming from or to, or to cause some reflection on both accounts, mm -hmm. like, hey, what is this? Because this is a life lesson. Usually, you know, with one of you, one of you kiddos, 
you're hurting, right? Mm -hmm. When you're making a poor decision, it's because of some there's something, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so let's talk about that. And if I come in to that conversation and just say, which I've done, right? Yeah, it was a terrible choice. You should have told me where you were, right? Yeah. We both know mm -hmm. it, that yep. situation. Um, how different that is from a question and, and making you reflect mm -hmm. on how do you think that made me feel mm -hmm. when I couldn't find you? Yeah. Well, I thought you were in Mexico. You know, I thought yeah. you were gone. <laughs> you know, you were, you were out. Um, and, and that's with anybody, right? When we talk about how it made me feel and, and, and that it is because I care about you. It's not because mm -hmm. I'm mad at you. Mm -hmm. It goes back to purpose. Yeah. And I think understanding that anger is not always, like, a bad emotion. As you started off the topic, like, what we deem as negative emotion mm -hmm. is not bad to have. Mm -hmm. You know, like, people are going to react to something because mm -hmm. you can't expect happiness all the time. Like, that doesn't benefit anyone. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a difference between happiness and optimism. Like, mm -hmm. you don't need to just be like, the world's bad, everyone sucks. Mm -hmm. I hate everyone. <laughs> right. You have to have hope. Yes. And and it goes back to being real. Like having those conversations. I don't think one of you kiddos would say that was fun. I don't know that no. anybody would come back and like, <laughs> sit in a room I with us long enough. Wow, we just loved. <laughs> I mean, lectures. Katie would tell you it's torture, right? Like yeah. there's nothing that and it was it, it was to teach. You know, that was mm -hmm. the goal is because I, I believe in each one of you and your hearts and your desire to do what's right. Mm -hmm. um, you have good hearts. Sometimes we just, all of us, mm -hmm. especially me, you don't realize the result of when you said this, what that did. When you did this, the hurt it caused in the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So something else on like a parenting style. Because I think you had to punish each of us kids differently. Like with Katie, you could not just spank her, which I know is sometimes looked at as, you know, controversial, but it, it would not phase her. Like you, you, you could be like, I, I, so hers was always, and I was telling Trent this, like you would have to send her to the, the brown chair, the timeout chair. And I remember there was a few times where like, Everyone was like, and someone would have to be like, is Katie, Katie's upside down in the chair. How long has she been there? Like, she's, she's serving her time. <laughs> and, and can we just talk for a moment about perhaps why some of the discipline <laughs> tactics for Katie when she was younger did not work? Is there a reason beyond Katie and me? Probably. Was there maybe yeah. an older sister who intervened? <laughs> Yes, my twelve-year-old self though was very. She knew. She knew what Katie needed. <laughs> she was like, if I, if I, my seventh-grade self, if I was a mom, okay, like, <laughs> I would give my kid the cookie. <laughs> Which funny story, mom? What is a what is your favorite story of me in seventh grade? Favorite story? I don't know. You don't. There's not one that comes to mind. Not one. Okay. Because I was a hoot. I was a joy. I thought I was a very easygoing person. 
very relaxed, funny, humorous, lots of things. But I think that's... <laughs> There, there was some, there was some easy pieces to you, but it goes back to something that I know you've been talking about and working through too. Is going back to that authenticity, yeah. right? Um, the the importance of and and the importance of saying, I can be easygoing at times, and strong. Yeah, but so. the one story I was referring to was <laughs> my mom and I were in a car. And oh. I had a slight <laughs> attitude. I do know exactly what you're talking about. And my mom pulled about. the car over. <laughs> and she was going to lecture me. But I was a dramatic 7th grader or 8th grader. 7th or 8th grader. I think it might have been 8th grade. And she pulls the car over and I go, I'm nothing like you. I'm just like dad. Like, easygoing. And you can finish the story. Well, I have to back up just a bit first because I was trying to describe... Um, how we need to appreciate the various people that were around. <laughs> that, um, you know, there are people that are easygoing and there are people who, you know, aren't. And, and, and just the variety of humans. So I had described different types of people and that you need to like all the people. You can't like some of the people. You need to like all the people and find the good in all people and yada, yada. And then I said, like, Dad and I, we're, we're very different. <laughs> and then Shannon looks at me for a second and goes, yeah, I'm nothing like you. <laughs> and my internal self giggled because Shannon um, happens to be very much like me. I was probably about two or three months later, I walked into her bedroom and there were three months of of activities all in her calendars all color coded and i just smiled at her and went and pointed to it and said yeah you're nothing like me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so very funny good times so now to get to <laughs> what i really wanted to talk to you about today and something i've talked to you a lot about especially with the season of life you're in um and all that you're learning right now um and also, this is going to release on my mom's birthday, Uh-oh. and she will be turning not 50, but close. And I look at 50 as a very, a lot of the people I listen to, they talk about 50 as a very transformational year, a decade, mm-hmm. um, where I think there can often be a rap of like, oh, we're getting old. But like, you're always getting older. But there can also be a beauty in there's tons of beauty in getting older like mm-hmm. although yeah your 20s may be fun and there are every season of life has its beauty mm-hmm. i i've always like i know two of my siblings have always feared getting older and i've always looked forward to it like how i look at it as like a competition almost like how wise can i get like how much can i learn and how each season prepares you so I guess I'll start off with what are you most looking forward to in your next decade? Now, it is a year away from when you officially turn 50, Mm -hmm. so we'll have to do another podcast in a year, but from right now, like, what are you looking forward to in this next decade? Well, this decade will hold a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Um, As each decade does, Mm -hmm. but... um, 
theoretically in this decade, gosh, 10 years from now when I'm 59, I imagine I'll be retired. I'll imagine there'll be grandkids. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go into that season um, and all that that holds. And I am excited for that season and I'm excited for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, seasons are blend, you know, they're not, I think sometimes it's like I'm closing the chapter here and I'm moving here and, and there are times, mm-hmm. but, um, like I love the work I do. Um, I love, I love being in the community I'm in and, and, um, the challenges of being in the role that I'm in. I, I enjoy that. I enjoy watching, um, you and Trent and Josh and Alex and mm-hmm. and Megan and David and Katie and and going through this this time where newly married soon you know possibly soon to be and Katie in high school it's a really fun time mm-hmm. um, watching you grow into that mm-hmm. independence and um, so um, for me probably some of the big things that I'm looking forward to as well like more personally. Mm-hmm. One, finishing my EDS. That should be done like next week, so yeah. we're hopeful. <laughs> Hopefully by the time this airs, I'm done. Um, I'll at least know if I've passed or not. And then, um, you know, I think it's it's moving beyond that into, I've talked to you about health. I, I find that health has become more important. I wish I had been more important a little bit younger, but that is. I want to be physically active and do some of, those things. I want to um, look at what is what does retirement look like, and mm-hmm. but but it goes beyond that too because I don't want to end my career just doing, just making money and like check. Mm-hmm. I did I did a job and now I'm retired. Like that is not my goal. Mm-hmm. My goal is to make an impact. Mm-hmm. Number one with my family. Undoubtedly, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, use me, however, and, mm-hmm. and also help me to stand back so that they can they can do what they need to do, mm-hmm. and then use me in where you have me, wherever that is for work, mm-hmm. and and fortunately right now I'm in Haxton, I love it, um, and I hope that I make a positive impact there, mm-hmm. and that when I leave Haxton, whenever that is, if it's five years now, ten years now, or whatever, it's like. I, I did something, I left it better, and I gave it all that I had mm-hmm. for that. Um, after that period of time, I could see myself doing something that would allow flexibility, or I'd hope so, mm-hmm. um, where I could uh, have the flexibility to spend more time with like grandkids, and mm-hmm. like a dream I have probably when I'm in my later 50s would be to have a, a little house and say, okay, all the grandkids come, and spend time with, you know, um, your dad and me and, and do treasure hunts and, and create the experience that um, Grammy and Grampy created for all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a dream. Mm-hmm. Possibly a, a house on a lake, at least during the certain months of the year, yeah. um, would be a dream. Okay, so what are some of the kind of high achieve like distant whether it's health goals or but like in this next year this is what I want to like I I can't do it right now but Mm -hmm. I but 
it's going to take a lot of continuous small steps to get there, but whether it's health goals or career goals or whatever that you're like, this is how I'm going to make that impact, whether it's for myself and my health or my family or whatever, but what are those? I think that my word of the year is courage. Mm-hmm. And um, I had this year's taken some courage for some other things. And I'm wanting to use that for that essential for growth one. Mm-hmm. Um, putting some some either supports or, or inspiration or encouragement out there for young ladies, you know, from junior high all the way through, you know, mm-hmm. beyond my age. Um, that's one of my hearts is to do that. Mm-hmm. And then is to encourage and, and to inspire and, and um, bring hope and, 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 and say, you know, it's really through um, a relationship with Jesus Christ is really where mm-hmm. that hope is found. Um, and then personally, like, it's getting into that exercise. I feel like that's like one of those New Year's resolutions and very cliche, but t- now that my EDS is just about done to say, mm-hmm. okay, now it's time to, to prioritize that, however that looks. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe on my birthday, maybe this day, getting new running shoes or whatever and saying, okay, um, this, and setting goals, you know, yeah. and making a backwards, you know, starting with, okay, with the end in mind, okay, by December, I want to be able to do X. What is that that I want to be able to accomplish in May and in June and July? Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably those are a couple of, of biggies right now mm-hmm. that are not work-related or family-related. Yeah, I've told my mom that I will run a half mar- marathon with her anywhere in the country. So that's half what I'm marathon. hoping for. Hmm. So, <laughs> I think th- that's that's a a big goal. That is a big goal. Anywhere we could run it in San Francisco, Seattle. Let's start with a mile. Let Ireland. me start with one mile. One. <laughs> Let's do that first. <laughs> so, how would you, t- if you were giving someone advice on how to age beautifully? And not look and just constantly trying to act younger or be younger, but really like embrace aging because it is beautiful. And I don't know, I'm one that I don't want to look back and be like, I just wish I was 20 again, you know, because what, what you're, you're not being present for one and you're just losing out on the beauty of aging. Cause I think it truly is like one of the most beautiful things, like the wisdom you have, the experiences, like you can live every year continually better. Mm-hmm. So how would you tell someone like, this is how you age beautifully? Or how do you want to age beautifully? Yeah, I don't know that I could tell because I, I feel like it's a definite work in progress. I would say what I would want to do is the word that you use, be present, mm-hmm. is huge. Um, a lesson I've learned um, from when I was younger that I wish I could, would go back is I would always like look to the future and I was so goal-minded and like I can't wait till I'm whatever pick an age yeah and and, and I had this almost discontent and and such excitement for the future that it created a not being present right mm-hmm. and so embracing the age that you are if you're in eighth grade embrace that age 
if you are 21, embrace that age. Enjoy every part of 21 or 25 mm -hmm. or 33 mm -hmm. or 42 or here soon to be for me, 49. And because you're right, each age has beauty in it and it has wonderful parts to it and it has challenging parts. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we focus on the challenging parts of that age. Like, oh, I can't wait till I'm X because this part has challenges. Well, mm -hmm. that age will too. <laughs> and so what is it about right now that I can just relish and enjoy. And yeah, there's going to be challenges. Don't be surprised by those challenges, right? Yeah. We shouldn't be. You know, I have gray hair. I've told you, like, I have no desire. Personally, I probably won't go gray because I like my hair colored, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I, some look beautiful with gray hair. Great. Yeah. It's not, I don't think it's whether, you know, you go gray or you don't go gray or you get Botox or you don't get Botox. It's not that. It's more of the heart condition. Mm -hmm. um, and it's this it's this balance in between um, of, you know, trying to be, you know, I'm going to be 49 or maybe on this day, I am 49 on my birthday, not trying to be 20, but also realizing, and I'm only 49. Mm -hmm. There's more life to live. And, and so giving up hope at that, right? that age. And going, gosh, I have, a, I do, I hope, have a lot more wisdom now than I did when I was 42 mm -hmm. and 32 and 22 and 12. And I have a lot more wisdom to get. Mm -hmm. And I want to continue to learn and grow. And if I'm here, I'm here on purpose for a purpose, right? If I'm yeah. still on this planet. Um, and so not allowing little things like gray hair and wrinkles to take away my value and my worth. Mm hmm um, but to embrace that and say, yeah, I don't want to go gray. I'm not going to embrace that. Like that's for me. And I'm going to enjoy this season and be present in this season. And just re remembering that every person, whether you're 20, 50 or 80, like you, you still can add value 100%. and that value might change. Like you're not going to add the same type of value you are when you're 80 as you did when you're 20 because your your purpose in that season's a little different. It's tweaked. Mm -hmm. Cuz if you're raising kids at 20, that is not what you're that is not what you're pouring into at 80, <laughs> you know? And I think we can quickly idolize um, because it is something that as a culture we do try to we do look up to a lot. It's mm -hmm. just that youth and everything, but remembering that age and wisdom like it's beautiful too and on that I know you and I were talking about this a bit yesterday um, is we don't value age as we should as some cultures do mm -hmm. you know we as a as a society um, I'm not sure that we show the value towards our elderly that we need to mm -hmm. um, and I wish we could change that because we do we we worship youth mm -hmm. And um, and instead go, oh my goodness, this person's 85. Can you imagine the life experiences that they have gone through? Yeah. The battles they fought um, and f maybe still fighting. And what can I learn from them? And, the, and that they have value. And it goes back to what we talked about at the very beginning of this was every person has value. And if mm -hmm. we realize that, that person that's in the grocery store, all that they've experienced and done, mm -hmm. they have value. 
And just because someone is not out there, you know, making an impact, a major impact in the world at that moment, they've done their share, you know, and you can't neglect that. You can't just be like, oh, you're, you have no worth now because you can't do X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. because their impact is still in the world because they made it and it's still existing. You just don't see it at that present moment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a continuation. Like whoever was, it may have passed now, like their impact is still remaining, whether it's in their family or whatever. But it's so easy to be like, because I can't see it right now, that's, you You, you don't have worth because you, you're not mm-hmm. doing a job that we deem is worthy at this moment. And that's, we forget that there's a lot more to life than just that like simple, I think it's often put as a dollar amount. So in this season of life that I'm in right now and who I'm becoming slash what you know I've been through. Like, what's the advice you would give me in this season? There's a couple pieces. And I think it is based on where you already are and where you're headed. Mm-hmm. Um, one is, we've talked about being present a few mm-hmm. different times. Um, and, and being present, enjoying the season, fully enjoying this moment, mm-hmm. this day, this week, this month, this year, Mm -hmm. this time in your life. Um, You know, none of us are promised tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know, we, you and I were talking yesterday about Ecclesiastics and at the end it's like, you know, drink, eat and find satisfaction in your work. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, enjoy that. And, Mm -hmm. and I've watched your contentment grow Mm -hmm. this past year um, exponentially. Yeah. So that's huge. The other is continue to to heal mm-hmm. and and remembering the importance of and mm-hmm. um, you know we went you went through some some tricky things mm-hmm. early in life and then kind of that junior high you know junior high there were some challenges that you faced undoubtedly um, you know we have a way of of looking into people's lives and people looking into our family may have not realized some of the challenges mm-hmm. that we've experienced because everybody does, right? Yeah. And not uh, not protecting yourself mm-hmm. from that. And I've watched that. Like you're getting involved with your Bible study with small groups. Mm-hmm. You're putting yourself out there. You're being aware of, you know, you were telling me how you're being aware of the words that you're telling yourself the thoughts that you're thinking when you're in a situation and when you're aware of that because that goes back to the very first question you asked me like how do you engage in a conversation and show care and develop relationship it's that because if the thoughts you're thinking about people are good including yourself Mm -hmm. especially yourself too yeah because then there's nothing to prove you don't have to be right Mm -hmm. you don't have to protect yourself you don't have to try to escape out of the conversation yeah. because you're there for that other person. You're okay. You're, you're like in this place of peace. Mm-hmm. You kind of rest in your spirit. Mm-hmm. Like you're not trying to get out of the conversation. You can just enjoy that person 
what is it that this person is teaching me right now? Mm-hmm. Even in a small talk conversation. Mm-hmm. But this is a, a moment to learn. I think that's huge. Um, and, and I'm just so proud of how far you've come, th- particularly this year. Mm-hmm. I um, have just stood back and watched and um, your joy has increased. I can tell your peace has increased. Mm-hmm. That you're you're getting back to your authentic self. Mm-hmm. That importance of and um, that you know you've shared on the podcast about um, you know you were this creative person and then you decided to be this athlete. That was the first one, right? The first podcast mm-hmm. and the importance of that and mm-hmm. is huge. And and I can definitely say yes because that. We're such complex individuals mm-hmm. and such unique individuals. And and you've been hard on yourself. And when you love and when you're not hard on yourself and you love yourself for all the parts of you, mm-hmm. then it's easier to love others and it's easier to have that peace. So that would be my piece two pieces. One, be present mm-hmm. in this season. And two, continue to embrace your authentic self and get healed on the inside forgiving all of the things from the past, whatever it is, mm-hmm. reflect on that and go, all of those were opportunities to learn and to grow. Yeah. Even when we don't want them. Okay. <laughs> Last question. And it's about like, obviously people at a young age, you can't pinpoint exactly what someone's going to become. Mm-hmm. And cause experiences do change people. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, what would you have, if you were to, place me in a field or job or just like if you were to project like I could see you doing x y or z well where would you have placed me well it depends on which age let's go pre-athlete Shannon because that's like as we've talked about like a major 180 flip for me so Mm -hmm. pre that and you can pick the age well, I'll pick a couple of ages if that's okay. okay. So when you were young, I would say primary age in school, mm-hmm. right? So preschool through like second grade, um, I would often call you the cricket close to the hearth. Um, you were like my little helper. Mm-hmm. Um, you cared. You were very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just had this this sweet heart, and you would you would sing, you would have these like microphones and, um, just had a lot of fun. You cared a lot about Josh and Megan and, um, Mm -hmm. that was, that was, that was Shannon. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, that was just you, you were just a helper. Mm -hmm. You were, you know, like Cinderella, not because of anything bad. You were just, you were just very sweet and caring. Yeah. As you, Grew through intermediate school, um, I saw a lot of creativity come through. Mm-hmm. But you still love to sing. You liked piano. Um, you know, you did videos. You know, back when it was still really new. Um, yeah. you, that was who you were, and I really f- didn't. Pers- I didn't see the athleticism. I didn't see that. That just wasn't something. Few that, people did. That <laughs> that you didn't. You had never expressed an interest in. Yeah. Um, you know, Miss Turp asked you to uh, join basketball in seventh grade, and you're like, oh, okay, that's great. That'd be a great experience for you. 
Um, but that was that. Then I would, so I would have said a career in there would have been um, something caring, serving, creative, that. Mm -hmm. That's really how I had you pegged. And I can still remember your freshman year in high school when we went to, it was a volleyball banquet. And they were describing you. And and I don't know if you remember that moment, but I remember that moment because <laughs> they were describing you. And I'm like, Shannon? Shannon? <laughs> um, and it was just not who I had known for 14 years, right? Yeah. Um, and then that's who you started to become then for the next eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now I see you taking those two if that makes sense yeah and and I see you doing both you've always been strong mathematically yeah um reading and writing weren't super easy to you early on as it is to some math was easy but you remember how I was your teacher for two years Mm -hmm. and you had a competitive nature then yeah with mathematics particularly yeah um and and you are a very hard worker I mean, you were when you were in first grade, when you would help me out or whatever. Um, you've always been a hard worker. So now it's you're taking that and you're taking that. You have a love of math. You're doing that. Um, and But you also have this nature that you've protected for a while mm-hmm. about caring for people. Yeah. So in my opinion, you push them away. So um, I know that wasn't a great answer of what career necessarily um but i think you get my gist is that you went straight just competitive this way Mm -hmm. through your high school college years and now you're you're kind of coming back to your center Mm -hmm. and i think when we're back in that authentic self we do find peace Mm -hmm. and so peace and joy so thank you mom for joining us on grab the coffee podcast and remember today is her birthday when this is releasing so go tell her happy birthday and also all the links below to our blogs and social media go check it out thank you guys so much for joining us today see you next week